rolling, 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 rolling. Yeah, rolling, 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 rolling. Come on. <clears throat> okay, we're rolling. Hey guys, welcome back to Missing Out Mondays, where we tell you what we're into will start your week off right. Uh, Lex Michael, bro, what are you into? What am I into this week? All right, a uh, couple of things. One, I saw uh, over this past weekend. When is this? I saw pretty recently, since the last time we spoke, I saw uh, A Quiet Place. Oh, nice. The uh, super cool, like the low-budget monster movie that John Krasinski directed and stars in along with his wife, Emily Blunt. I liked it a good deal. I think it's really cool that all of a sudden, like, uh, uh, we're getting this wave of kind of small, like, tight 90-minute uh, whether it's a thriller or a full-on horror movie like A Quiet Place is. Like, I know um, uh, these, like, tight 90-minute uh, adult thriller-slash-horror pieces. Um, yeah. Like, I know uh, You Were Never Really Here uh, is now playing, which I haven't seen. I'm going to see that soon. It's another example. Um, but it's cool. It's really cool. It's a very cool, like, it, it feels like a it feels like a B-movie that a lot of thought and care and effort was put into. Yeah. Um, Obviously, the two leads are both great, but I was really the most impressed by Krasinski's direction. Um, it is an incredibly tense, uh, jarring movie, and so much of it, almost almost nothing is conveyed verbally. Because the premise of the movie is you've got these monsters that are hyper-attuned to sound. So if they hear you, you're, you're dead. So no real verbal communication, if it can be avoided. It's all uh, body language, uh, gesture, and subtitled uh, ASL. Which, huh. is, which is, it's incredible. At a certain point, you don't, you, you forget that nobody's speaking to each other. And when you remember, it's like, oh no, but it's, that's good. They can't, they can't talk. They can't, nobody can say anything. <laughs> Just please, just keep being quiet. Um, and it the the use of sound, right? Because sound, obviously, especially like if we're talking about jump scares and horror, it's like one of the oldest devices in the book. And jump scares are usually cheap; they're usually lazy. It's just a way to boo. It's just, you know that's that's really all there is to that trick. But right. here, we can use sound to create intensely punctuated moments of fright in a way that feels entirely earned and uncontrived because of the the basic tenets of the story that they're telling. Um, I dug I dug it. I dug it a great deal. There are a couple of little. I guess you could call them logic things that I, I bumped into, but nothing big enough to to undermine the effectiveness of the story being told. No, I, I think it's really cool, and it's it's doing pretty well. It's getting uh, it's getting very positive word of mouth. I think uh, it's from its first week to its second week, it's held pretty well numbers wise. Okay. Um, I would recommend going and checking that out. If especially like if you just like monster stuff, like if you dig monster stuff, go check it out. So it's, it's you're not you're not investing three hours of your time. It's a quick ninety minute movie. Uh, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt fight fight monsters. Nice. Uh, fight fight uh, noise monsters. And then the other thing is, I'm finally I'm I'm about midway through now on Netflix the third season of Crazy Ex Girlfriend, which is a is absolutely oh, so wonderful good. show. Have you seen you've seen the show then? Have you yeah, seen, seen the, all of it? You, so you've seen season three? Yes. I'm okay. So I waited until it was going to hit Netflix because I didn't even realize when it was airing. I watched the first two seasons on Netflix. Did, missed the start of the third season whenever it happened. I didn't even know it was on until about midway through. And at that point, I went, all right, I'm just going to wait. Because, like, the, the CW deal with Netflix now is, like, eight days after the finale airs, the whole season's up. Yeah. So I waited for it to be up, and then I just didn't have time until super recently. And I'm about halfway through the season now. Good Lord, that's a good show. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's an insanely good show. Uh, the cast is absolutely wonderful. Uh, the The writing is always incredibly sharp. It's one of the most... 
you know, interestingly, one of the most unflinchingly nuanced portrayals of mental illness that I've seen on television. And it's also a super fun musical. Oh, yeah. Uh, what, usually two uh, featured numbers per episode? Usually about. Like, it used to be a little bit more, but then they, like, reduced it to kind of focus on story a little bit more. Yeah, so, like, I th- it's usually two featured numbers per episode. But now, yeah, halfway through the third season, it is absolutely wonderful. Um, the, there are, if you were, if you were into... If you were into musicals at any point in your life, uh, like if you were a, a musical theater kid in high school and you're not on, like on top of this show, uh, I got I got a treat for you. Like this is this is gonna blow your gonna blow your fucking mind. Yeah, uh, it's I love the show a lot. It's it's so much fun and it's the first show that I've been watching in a while where I actually feel inclined to binge it. Mm-hmm. Like I've been watching a lot of stuff lately and most of it's like all right, an episode or two and I'm I'm good for now. But this show I keep wanting to truck through yeah and then i'll run out and i'll be sad but they just got a, a renewal along with like everything else on the cw they just right. got a renewal for a season four yeah uh, and i think season four will actually be its last season what um yeah i think that like they shifted it to fridays uh one because it got a little bit more adult a little more dark um but also like uh i think that this is their way of being able to go out on their own terms as opposed to like uh being canceled Sure. Uh, yes, I would rather them get to end it on their own terms. But what I'd rather, rather is like <laughs> I would let, just like do it, do like a, do like a decade and a half of it, like Supernatural. Just give me like yeah, give me season four and give me like ten more seasons of this. Right. Of course. Like let it live long past when it's any good at all. Just let it stay there as comfort for all of us. Um, they already have enough shows like that. Arrow. Ah, um, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I was gonna say like The Simpsons. Oh, yes. Like, The Simpsons is mostly still around just because it's The Simpsons. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, so that. Make yeah, it that, but okay. with more songs. Great. Um, but anyway, yes, uh, I, I love the crap out of that show. And honestly, if you had told me a couple of years ago that I would be actively following... Hang on, let's do the count. One, two, three, four, five, six, almost seven shows on the CW network. I would have told you that uh, you're being ridiculous, and the very thought of that makes me want to weep. It's uh, the first thing I'm going to do when I invent a time machine, is I'm going to go back and be like, Lex, yeah, you're going to be watching all of the CW shows. Also, your son's in trouble. You're not even older. Why are you talking like that? <laughs> um, but see, now that I'm living it, it's ridiculous, and the thought of it makes me want to weep. <laughs> But they're good. They're good shows. And this this honestly uh, is probably because I, I follow the comic book stuff on CW. Yeah. That's a lot of shows now, including including Riverdale. Yes, I watch Riverdale. Get off my shit. Uh, get off of my jazz. Um, the uh, It's a lot of shows. I would say, though, if I had to pick one that I thought was like my personal favorite standout of every CW show that I watch, it would be Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yeah. I I've talked about mental illness stuff on this podcast before. I don't like that I identify with with the the dangerously self-destructive character at the center of the show the way that I do. Uh, but I sure do. I mean, and, but, but they, that's but how they, it was made. Right, and they sing fun songs, so I feel better about the screaming existential horror. Yeah. It's a good show. It is. It's very good. That that and uh, and A Quiet Place. Those are my two for this week. Good shit. Check it out. Nice. Um, yeah, that one and... and iZombie are my two top. I have still not seen iZombie. 
I think you will really like it. And it hasn't gotten, I know it hasn't gotten a fourth season pickup yet, but don't they, they usually don't get their pickup till like May. Yeah, they get I it think. later. Yeah. Especially because their season didn't start until like late winter. Right, right. Yeah. Um, my thing is, uh, I, I recently got super into the Creed soundtrack. Um, it's super late, um, but I I randomly ran into the um, the like montage song. Uh, I think it like played in my Discover Weekly or something like that, uh, which essentially got me deep into the soundtrack. Um, and so it's so well done, and it and it they found ways to mix like modern hip hop with the old Rocky score. Which was really, which is Wait, so crazy. So like they remix like the Bill Conti stuff. Yeah. All right. Um, and it it it's seamless. It like it doesn't feel uh it doesn't feel like you just smash these two di- different genres together. Like it's it's especially so the the two top ones that I really enjoy are the the montage song, uh, which combines this other song on the album called Lord Knows. And uh, an updated version of the general montage song, but also um, the general montage. Song? The general montage song. The Rocky montage song. Yeah. The Gonna Fly Now. Right. Gonna fly now. Yeah. That one. <laughs> Gross. Um, <laughs> uh, but then also, um, Childish Gambino does uh, a song on there. Does that, he? Yeah. He and I think he like he features a bunch of different like lady singers, and it's oh, it's so fucking good Whoa, okay it's so good i did not know this um it's like i th- and i i would say that it's like the the kugler special in that like he always has these albums that go along with his movies like everyone loves the black panther one this one is same 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 tier same quality um ugh, it's, it's really good like just even like I, I usually listen to it while i'm working or like in in the car and it's perfect uh, so yeah, I'm super into the Creed. I'm gonna check that out. Actually, soundtrack. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna find that. Put it on my, my old device. Right, yeah. Right put now. it on your Spotify, homie. Put it in your Apple Music, bro. Go on YouTube and and stream the, uh, stream greatest, the album. Give them that hits. ad revenue, bro. Greatest hits by Creed. Um, let's see the score. Um, yeah, by Ludwig Göransson, the uh, same composer he worked with on Black Panther. He's also apparently composing the Venom score. Oh, really? Hey, gotta work. Uh, <laughs> let's see, Assassin's Creed, Creedence Clearwater Revival, Creed. Here we go. Original motion picture soundtrack, various artist. We got some. Let's see, we got some Future, some Meek Mill, some Roots. Got the Tessa Thompson song. Got some. Uh, oh, here we go. Waiting for my moment is the. Uh, oh yeah. Is that Donald Glover song? Hell yeah. See, I see. Oh, we got a few. We got a few Tessa Thompson tracks on here. Yeah. And some White Dave. Who's White Dave? I don't know. I assume some white dude named Dave. All right. Or a dude named Dave who loves cocaine. Whoa. Yep. Yeah, you get it. You get it. Anyway, that is what we are into for this week. Uh, cocaine. Let us know. What you're into, ah, uh, below, because this is both in the feed, and this is also on Twitter. Mm. Thanks, bye. Hmm. Mm. Missing out you are. <laughs>